You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. So I'm joined in studio by Henny de Klerk and Cody Daisy. Um, if you've driven through Cyril Dean, if you have been brave enough to go through Hillbrow, Berea, Yeovil, those parts of Johannesburg, you would have seen the bad boys signs. You would have seen security officers wearing bad boys branding, not just in those areas, but in other areas, but primarily in those areas because Hillbrow is where it started. And one of the people that started bad boys is with us today, Henny DeClaire. Henny, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Henny, bad boy security, the name itself strikes fear in a lot of people. Um, you're very clever with your branding. It says Heelbrow underneath to show where it started. But your history with Heelbrow goes back a lot, lot further than just being the owner of a security company. You were born in Heelbrow? Yes, it's correct. Uh, lived there with my granny for a long, long time. Went to primary school. I still remember Jubei Park with all the Christmas lights. Going to town, listening to the music, all the Christmas songs playing. I just had a good upbringing in a tough neighborhood. It was. It was an incredible thing. Now, my history with Henny has been an interesting his- history. In 1996, uh, we had a shootout at Bedford Center. Now, Bedford Center, as you all know, is in Bedford View. It's nowhere near Heelbrow. Henny was still a police officer in Heelbrow. And during the shooting, I lost the lives of two of my, my staff members. I was last man standing. And the first members to arrive on the scene were members from Heelbrow in their Combi NGM, and they came all that way to render support. Henny, do you miss those days of the police, of, of being there, being on the scene? Yeah, it was good days. Um, people were still grateful what you were doing, and uh, we made a difference. We made a huge difference. It was a few of us that dedicated us ourselves to Heelbrow, dedicated ourselves to the people there, and uh, we enjoyed the work. That was a big part. We wanted to be there. We wanted to spend the hours. We wanted to spend the overtime and we want to make a difference, and it was a big, big um, part of my life where I got my roots for what I'm doing today, the discipline. Now, I recall in 1991, 1992, I had the honor of working with Henny and his team. In those days, there was a lady, a leader, who I remember quite clearly, a leader from Sal riding her scrambler down the steps of High Point, chasing a suspect. And there was John Mayer, there was Billy Finsell, and of course, Henny was there. And this unit within Heelbrow existed as the crime prevention unit, but it did absolutely everything. And we were fortunate, my little crew and I, our call sign was Hotel Mike 13. We, we weren't on the Hotel Bravo call signs. Gilbert missed off requirements, Ian had had their own channel. But the difference that was made then was through this unit that you were a part of, Henny. And I, I was watching a video that was uploaded recently. It was police officers disarming a drug dealer holding a panga, threatening a crowd of people. And I thought to myself, times have changed, and you've stuck it out. You're there. In 1991, nobody would have been stupid enough to challenge the police with a panga or to challenge a crowd. What's changed in the dynamic in Hillbrow? So the dynamics is the people that's there today. Um, Cross-border people, things are difficult in the countries. We welcome them here. They must respect our law. They don't. They can get on a plane. They get on a train. They can walk out of this country today. They've gone an hour, two hours, three hours, and that's the ill-discipline it brings in to this country. Um, that's why Ubra changed. Our local people still, the kids were in school, they were around, there was still respect with a little bit of fear and the commitment to do the right thing. Today we sit with a recipe where there's people from all over and we just have to adopt to it. And that poor police officers there, their personal space in Ubra is much smaller. Where you work in towns, where you work in uh, suburbs, you got five, six, ten meters around you. In Yobra, we're on top of each other, it's meter, meter, and all space when you work. 
And that's also stress on them. Henny, you said something that really opened my eyes. You said to me, accountability. If somebody commits a crime in South Africa that is not necessarily a South African citizen, they can be in a taxi to a bus station or an airport or a train station and be gone in three hours. Do you think this has contributed to the rise in crime? So definitely, definitely. Um, we are overregulated. We have to have licenses for everything. We have to, our dogs that work for us get inspected every year. So we have to get permits for them. And we sit with people in this country that got an A4 piece of paper. And you can do everything with that. Um, I still believe, and it's just my two cents, my little opinion, that every bank must become a home affairs. Issue two cards. One is an ID card and one is a bank card. There will be not so much cash on the streets. There will be, people will be able to identify. Police officers can have smartphones. They can scan people. And then people will behave because they're on the systems. Now, I follow Henny on Facebook, and I've noticed um, he does a lot of training of, of people in terms of self-defense, etc. This is something that's very close to his heart. Joining us in studio is Cody Daisy. Cody is from Canada, and he's going to tell us his story, how he landed up in South Africa with Henny, offering training um, to those out there. Uh, so about a year ago, I had the uh, opportunity to meet Vincent May, who is a fellow South African here. Uh, he lives in Canada now, but I met him at the Cowboys tent where we do over 1.1 million people over a 10-day period. Um, I've had the absolute privilege to be under that man's tutelage and learn CQC and martial arts. Um, he's helped me step outside the box, and uh, probably about two months ago he asked me if I'd be interested in coming to South Africa to help educate people how to be more situationally aware, um, how to be more physically prepared. And, uh, I mean, it was a chance of a lifetime, and, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything. I mean, I've had the absolute privilege of meeting uh, D over here. Um, and the Afrikaans community is something else, man. Uh, you guys are a tight-knit community, and we, we don't really have anything like that back home. So it's been, uh, it's been very, very inspirational to see how something like the CPF has come together. Um, you know, uh, South, South African police, uh, security all over the place. Uh, the nice thing about... The course that we teach is we've given people the opportunity to learn and grow. Uh, there's a growing demand for people to learn how to be more prepared for these situations. Um, one of the biggest takeaways from most of the classes I've uh, taught is when you ask people who here has had to deal with some sort of physical or imminent threat, whether it's uh, being being robbed at knife point, being stabbed, being uh, had a gun pulled on them, Whatever it is, it's just two-thirds or more of that class is raising their hands. So it's not one of those things where it's just like a friend of a friend of a friend is getting affected. It's now next door to you. you know. So we just want to create an environment where people can learn and be more confident and competent in situations like that. Cody Daisy giving a Canadian perspective on something that we've become very numb to in South Africa. I'm chatting to Henny DeClerc from Bad Boys Heelbrow. We're going to be back straight after this. <laughs> You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas. You're listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas. I'm in conversation with Henny DeClerc from Bad Boys Heelbrow. Bad Boys Heelbrow is taking back Johannesburg, like I say, street by street, block by block, suburb by suburb. How is that working out, Henny? So it's plain and simple. We don't have borders. We pick one or two free buildings. Uh, we created a residential improvement district like a Kaya neighborhood, like a Rona neighborhood, New Dorenfontein, and we start cleaning. Um, urban management is the most important aspect of it. We choose a neighborhood coordinator. She's our eyes and ears on the street, our links to council. 
have to work with council, work with your council, work with your councillor, work with your CPF, work with your sector commander. Communication, communication, and that results in everyone working together and creating a difference. Um, by stability, uh, create stability in the uh, area. We open parks. Um, our kids stay three, four times a year. We have six, seven, eight hundred kids. Our Christmas party in December runs over three days now, 600 kids a day. That's 1,800 kids coming to the park. Uh, we're grateful for our sponsors that always assist. And we create neighborhoods. Reason why we create neighborhoods, it brings stability. And stability is what we need in this town. Well, we're grateful for what you're doing. Um, about three years ago, we held an anti-drug initiative in Orange Grove together with Shani Krebs and the Community Policing Forum. And Henny from Bad Boys kindly supplied the security for that particular event. And I saw recently again you supplied security for an event. It's very important for you to get involved at community level. I can see this, Henny. So it's not just me. Um, we have to change the mindset of our staff. A lot of the staff that assist in events, it's their off day, it's their rest day. They do it free of charge because they want to learn a bit, they want to experience something new, and they want to give back to the communities. I'm blessed with an awesome team, um, difficult town, we're running everything, but the awesome team and the guys are always willing to go to the extra mall. And we have to change the mindset of ourselves and our staff to change the mindset of the area. Now, Henny Cody told us just now about this um, self-defense training you're offering. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's just basic awareness that we do with uh, Vince that do the uh, CQB, self-defense. Um, we just show the ladies how to use tear gas, to carry the handbag on your left hand, not on your strong arm. If a gate open, how long does a, a gate, when you stop in front of a gate at home, how long does it take you to go in, go out, let somebody run to the left, somebody to the right, so you know which are two safety zones. Um, how to identify people, numbers. I mean, we don't know blood type groups. I'm sitting with my next best friend for 10 years, but I don't know what's his blood group. What happened if something happened to him? What medical aid is on? And it's just that kind of things that we share with the community, the awareness, and to start talking to each other. And by bringing 10, 20, 30 people together on a Saturday morning for a few hours, we leave. They exchange numbers. They exchange information, and they make a difference. Cody, coming from Canada into Hillbrow, of all places, not going to Cape Town, not going to Durban, but coming into Hillbrow, something that's not on the average tourist list to do. What was your first impression? Um, that's a different, it's like walking into something from Mad Max, man. Uh, like, again, being in Canada, even our ghettos, like, don't even come close to comparing, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very jarring for the first time. I mean, to see people who live in those conditions, um, to see all the crime that goes on there, um, it's very cool to see that uh, D stepped up with bad boys to try to uh, reinforce some security there, you know, give people a reason to be, feel comfortable living their day-to-day -day lives. Um, yeah, man, it's just like you just see the, the, the dilapidated houses, to see the environments that these people live in, it's just... Uh, there, there needs to be a big change, and I think uh, step by step it's starting to be made, especially with guys like D. Henny, somebody like you and me that grew up in Hillbrow, that remembers the Hillbrow of the Def Café de Paris, the Café Vienne, the Café Florian, the Café Zurich, all of those different things, the, the, the Bella Napoli's, the Summit Clubs, um, you must get tired of people reminding you of that Hillbrow. 
because Hillbrow has changed with time and it's brought in new immigrant groups because every one of those restaurants I previously mentioned was a group of immigrants. It happened to be white immigrants from Europe, but immigrants nonetheless. The dynamic is now that we've got people from Congo, people from Tanzania, people from Kenya, people from Nigeria. So the dynamic has changed, but it's still an immigrant community. How have you had to adapt and is it still your Hillbrow? That you remember growing up in? It's still Ayubra. Um, we're not going anywhere. It's still Ayubra. The sun comes up, the sun goes down there, and we have awesome days there. We've got awesome people in Ayubra, good people in Ayubra. It's been there for the last 47 years with me. Um, they must just accept the people that come to the area that they must follow certain rules. It's set by the state, it's set by the government, and stick to it. Um, we believe there is space for everyone. And we look after everyone. There's no one that gets left out by us. Um, some of my best friends are from different countries in Africa. Good people, hardworking people. They open at shops five, six in the morning. They close 11 o'clock at night. And it shows commitment to making a difference for this town and for the people of Josie. Any, um one thing that you and our, our station founder, Kathy Kaler, share in common is you both had a brilliant friendship with a gentleman that passed away. Do you want to spend a bit of time just telling us about who passed away and what your relationship with him was? Yeah, my heart's lying on the floor today. Uh, his name is Moses Kamoyo, um, activist. The first time we met the first day, it's like yesterday, uh, we clashed. And I couldn't understand his believing and what he was believing in. And his believings was plain and simple. He's looking after the tenants, the friends of the inner city. And after a while, we grew into each other and we became friends. And what an amazing man. The days it was darkest, the days I fell down, the phone will ring. Moses, put on a kettle, I'm on the way. He'll bring me a good book and we'll have a chat and we'll brainstorm and we'll work things out. And um, big loss, big loss to the city of Joburg. His newspaper was doing very, very well. Um, do you had, do you have something to do with the Inner City Gazette? It's correct. Ten years, Moses came to me and he said to me, I want to start a newspaper. Um, you want to be part of it? And I said, no. I'll fund you the first amount. It was a small amount, 20000 I said, I'll get you up and running. But you make it work on one condition. I don't want to hear about crime. I don't want to hear murder, rape, robberies. Only good news in that newspaper. That's it. And... Funny part was three months later we went to the publisher and they had a bet that will only last three months. And ten years later we're still going strong. And I hope the newspaper carry on. Um, awesome newspaper for inner city. It's 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 sad. Um, the first thing Kathy said to me when I arrived today was that this chapter passed away. And I saw all the the tributes to him um, over over the weekend on social media and it's a sad loss when you have a community activist like this I'm chatting to Henny DeClerc, he's from Bad Boys Heelbrow You're listening to Confidential Brief with Chad Thomas You're listening to Confidential Brief, my name is Chad Thomas and yes, I'm live this is not a recording, I'm back from my sabbatical and this show is going to deliver so much more than Corruption Busters if you remember Corruption Busters we won the 2017 Daytime of the Show Award and that was just because we were exposing fraud and corruption in South Africa this show is so much more we're going to be talking to people like Henny from Bad Boys in Hillbrow who are trying to make a difference in their communities we want to hear from you our listeners who we should be talking to, who you believe is making a difference because like I said in Corruption Busters I'm going to say here, it takes 
all of us. Just like there's the African expression, it takes a village to raise a child, it takes all of us to make a difference in South Africa. Henny, this, this party you hold for the children once a year, which is now spread over three days, it's, it must be very emotive for you, having 1,800 children come, um, living in those flats. We used to call them, when I was growing up in Hillbrow, latchkey kids, because they would stay behind that key, that lock all day. Um, are these open spaces now for the kids to play? Are things changing in Hillbrow? Yes, um, the city gave us several parks. They upgraded several parks, the Peter Rose Parks, um, the Kaya Park. We have soccer days there, 10, 12 days a month, uh, a year. Um, awesome events, under 18, under 16, under 14 teams. And the creches, the schools in the area, utilize that parks every day. Um, we had a Crave Dutch Football Foundation that sponsored us at Mess, um, a pitch. And all our big events are happening there. Please join us. Uh, monitor Kaya neighborhood. Monitor Lechala Rona neighborhood websites. And come and visit us. Can I ask you this? Um, when I was working in Hillbrow in the days when you were there, and when I transferred to the military, I would still come back to do operations and projects in, in Hillbrow. And in those days, it was very much a drug pickup point. I believe that a lot of the dealers have moved out of Hillbrow and that people can basically get drugs anywhere. Are drugs still a major factor in Hillbrow? Drugs are still a major factor. The people that want to score the, the hard stuff, the cheapest stuff, they still come travel to Europe. Places like Ascense. Recently we had a community in uprising and everyone missed the point why they're in uprising. Gentleman was sitting in his car, he's from the church, he was shot three times, they took his cell phone. And that drove the community to stand up and make a change. Go through your at night now. All the drug dealers are gone. Streets are clear. And it's just a handful of people that say enough is enough. Um, we haven't, We mustn't look at the Obra at a, a bigger picture. It's a selective points where all those problems are happening, where those crimes are happening. And um, we'll work it out. Give us a year, give us two, give us three, give us five. We're going to make a change. We're going to make a difference. Cody Daisy, you're a Canadian that's come to spend a bit of time in South Africa, helping with self-defense training, etc. Would you come back to South Africa? Absolutely. Um, I was actually supposed to leave about a week ago, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I approached Dee and I asked him, hey man, like I want to stay another month, if not, if not longer, and he, he was all for it. Um, this place is, it, it's a place of extremes. There's extreme beauty and there's also extreme uh, pain. And, uh, you know what, I, I fell in love with, with the beauty of it. You know, as much, as much bad that goes on here, there, I think there's a lot more good that's coming out of it because it's just making people come, come together to uh, change things. So, Henny, for, for me, I, I take my hat off to you because as somebody who spent my formative teenage years in Heelbrow, um, served for a brief time in the Heelbrow police before transferring to the military, and then not going back to Heelbrow, You've immersed yourself in Hillbrown. You want to see a difference. Are you now seeing that difference? Yes, definitely. Um, a new police commissioner creating old units again. Awesome work. I see the operations. I see the work they do. We can see that video footage of the three gentlemen. We got 800 cameras. We got most of the streets covered in Hillbrown. I've got an extensive CCTV network system. And I see the city pulling up the socks. The mayor of Johannesburg always sending cleaners. All sending people, cleaning potholes. There's a huge take back the streets effect coming from the city and from SAPs. Gentlemen, thank you and keep it up. Cody, thank you for 
joining us and coming all the way from Canada to to be able to share some of your your skill set. And we hope to see you back in the near future. Absolutely. I just want to make a quick shout out to uh, Vincent May. Um, if anybody's interested in learning martial arts, maybe step outside the box, maybe uh, learn new approaches. Uh, OPPS that stands for On Point Protection Services. Uh, find them on, find us on Facebook, on Instagram. You know, whether you're a citizen, uh, a martial artist, a police officer, security, it doesn't matter. We offer techniques and approaches for everybody to learn and grow. So, And if you're serious about security, bad boys with a Z, um, it's all over social media. There's obviously a website as well. Henny, thank you. Anything you want to say to our community that's listening today regarding them taking back their streets? Just basics. Urban management. Make sure the trees are cut. Make sure the streetlights are working Make sure we know our neighbors. Talk to our neighbors, not just the one to the left or the right, opposite behind us. Take numbers, exchange numbers, and uh, have little events. Have a little kids' days. Not just party for your kids. Have something for the neighborhood. And tomorrow we'll all make a difference together. Henny, thank you.